From the University of Alberta Alumni Association, it's What the Job. I'm Matt Ray. And so if you're applying to a lot of similar fields, your cover letters might sound really similar, but that's where you want to make sure you're looking at that mission statement and those values and those keywords and bringing them into the cover letter because you're demonstrating to the employer, I'm willing to take the time to write this specifically for you. I care about this job and I would like to have this job. This episode, we're back in the University of Alberta Career Centre to talk about how to write a great cover letter. Emily is my guest. She goes over some do's and don'ts, explains how to inject your personality into your cover letter, and why you need to tailor your cover letter to each job you apply for. What the Job is made possible with the support of our affinity partner, TD Insurance. Did you know that through the TD Insurance Mellish Monarchs program, University of Alberta alumni are entitled to preferred rates on car, home, condo, and renter's insurance? Save even more by bundling your car and home insurance. To learn more about how you can save, please visit tdinsurance.com slash alumni. So what's your name and what's your job? As my name's Emily Marriott, and I work with the Graduate Student Internship Program as a career advisor. Um, so with the Graduate Student Internship Program, we're, we're helping students to find internship opportunities. Um, and so I help them with their resumes, their cover letters, their interviews, and provide general workplace advice and guidance. And wow, it's very succinct. And today... <laughs> Today we're going to talk about cover letters. Yeah. Ooh, it's a very weird sort of genre to try to write to. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's what's your advice for people trying to write a cover letter? Um, so with a cover letter, it's kind of an opportunity to explain how your experience and your skills and your accomplishments um, make you a good cultural fit for an organization. So you want to write it in a standard business letter format um, because you're also trying to demonstrate, I know how to write a business letter. And so what you're really trying to demonstrate to the employer is, you know, I've read through your job posting, I've looked at your mission statement and values, I know a little bit about you, and I think I'm a great cultural fit, and that I'm going to demonstrate that to you through my writing. So when you say cultural fit, that means you've sort of researched the company a little exactly. bit. You try to understand what they're all about more than just the work they do? Exactly. You're trying to show, you know, I'm somebody that you're going to want to come to work and see every day. Um, because at the end of the day, if there's two candidates and one has more experience, but the other one is someone that I, as the hiring manager, really get along with and and matches the values of my organization. I'm going to go for the person who matches the values of my organization. Does that mean you want to avoid uh, like an overly professional tone, unless that is the culture that matches where you're where you're applying? Exactly. You want to match the tone of the organization, and then also make sure that your personality is coming through. With resumes, they tend to be very standardized documents, almost um, like you're still tailoring it to an organization. But the cover letter is really your chance to show. This is who I am, and this is what I'm bringing to your company. And so, what are how do you how do you do that? How would you yeah. get started? So, start with the job posting always. Yeah. Um, which is probably advice people have heard a lot. Uh, one person I know goes through the job posting and highlights all the skills, and then uses a different color for all the keywords, um, and then like a different letter for like values, or sorry, different color for the values, and then tries to pull them all into the cover letter. Also, super helpful for interviews because then you have everything laid out. Um, but you always start with the job posting and you're identifying kind of what are some of the top skills that they, they're looking for. Um, and then I usually recommend people go to the website as well to read the mission statement and values. And from there, you're kind of pulling what are some of the key things that I want to talk about. And then you try to match those skills that they've identified with your experience. With the cover letter, it's, it tends to be the first and last paragraph are very similar because mm-hmm. the first paragraph is always this is what the job is that I'm applying for. This is how I heard about it. Maybe a brief line about you know, who you are, if you're a student or an alumni. Um, And the last paragraph is usually like, thank you so much for your time. I'm really looking forward to this opportunity. Here's how I can be contacted. So those middle paragraphs are where 
your personality really gets to come come and shine. And so usually there's going to be about three to four middle paragraphs. And that's where you're really choosing specific experiences or skills that you want to focus in on. So you don't want to touch on every single thing that you've identified in that job posting, but you're choosing what are my strongest examples that I have that I can talk about. And how do you blend, this, this seems what a challenge for me for cover letters is, how do you blend saying, I have experience doing this, 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 with also trying to get your personality in? Is mm-hmm. it just a matter of tone or the words you choose? or A lot of it comes down to like word choice and then your own personal writing style. Mm-hmm. Um, because the way you write a cover letter is going to be different from how I write it. But yeah, so in terms of showing your personality through a cover letter, um, a lot of it does come to that, to that word choice and, and how you're actually f- structuring everything. Um, and what you're choosing to focus on also tells the hiring manager a lot about who you are and, and what's important to you. Because so, obviously you can't write everything exactly. into the cover letters. So you have to be strategic. Exactly. So you're saying you should choose, I mean, obviously you definitely want to choose the relevant skills for the job, mm-hmm. but you should also focus on the ones that say the most about you specifically. Exactly. So if I was applying for a job that had, I don't know, four or five major skills, um, and I knew two of them were strengths of mine, mm-hmm. w- would I focus on them way more than the others, even if I thought the others were equally as important? Yeah, so it would depend on the examples you're choosing. If the examples you're choosing speak to those two specific skills, then you'll be focusing on those two specific skills. Um, the one exception would be if, if one of those skills is more important for the job, then you would want to talk about that one more. Um, so if it's a very technical job where you need to have a very specific software program, I would make sure to mention that even though maybe you feel like a softer skill is, is your strongest skill. Yeah, so you don't want to cover kind of everything that they've identified. It's more what actually makes you stand out as a candidate and what's something that's memorable. So usually what you feel like are your strongest skills are going to be easiest to write about and they're going to be the ones that you're most excited about and the ones that you have the most to say. And so that's going to make you stand out more. Are there any sort of like common mistakes that people mm-hmm. tend to make when they do cover letters? There's lots. <laughs> I'm um, sure I've made them. We all have. Um a lot of times people will just summarize their resume. resume, um, and, and the cover letter is not a summation of your resume. It's a, it's a complimentary document. I always like to think of them in, in terms of I could read either one first and still understand who you are as a candidate. The cover letter will usually give me more insight into your personality, and, and the resume will give me a lot of information on your skills. Um, but so often what happens in a cover letter is people just list everything in their resume again um, and almost double dip from the, the documents. Whereas really the cover letter is you're honing in on something specific and talking about it. Um, The other thing that sometimes happens is people don't write it in standard business letter format, which depending on the field you're in might work. But if part of your job is going to be writing business letters Mm -hmm. in any capacity, if you don't write it in a business letter, it's already a red flag. safe to go that more generic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people will also over explain a specific thing. um, And so they'll just wind up touching on one very specific thing and not give me a a well-rounded picture of themselves. Um, And so their examples are almost too narrow. So even if you are focusing on maybe two skills, you still want to make sure it's broad enough that I understand that you're you're a well-rounded candidate. And then sometimes people will also share really irrelevant or personal information that too much, not too much personal information. Exactly. But at what point, and I, you know, because you're talking about you got to get your personality, Mm -hmm. there must be cases where sometimes maybe something that you volunteer for or something like mm-hmm. that that can replicate. But is there is there any point where like maybe your background 
I don't know, like if I was applying for a job in at a dog rescue and I've mm-hmm. owned dogs my whole life, would that, would that kind of stuff be relevant or is that better to just leave out and keep with the skills? So that's so specific to the, the organization. I'm glad you brought up dogs because that was the example I was thinking of. Okay. Um, so like I really love dogs, um, but if I'm applying for a job, you know, as a career advisor, maybe it's not. probably not going to come up um, unless maybe there's therapy dogs or something. But right. if I'm applying for a dog rescue my love of dogs will probably come up in the cover letter. And I'll be talking a little bit about how, you know, I've always loved animals and and working with animals is a passion. And I really want to continue that and kind of honing in on why I'm interested in that job. Yeah. If that makes sense. Oh yeah. So you hone in, like it's again, I think just about understanding the job posting and what the skills are and what they're looking for in terms of personality that would fit. Exactly. Yeah. And so it really does come down to, have you read through the job posting? Is your cover letter being tailored for for different experiences. Um, often we see people also make standardized cover letters that they use for every job. and That's no good. Yeah, it doesn't come across as being written for the employer and you want to demonstrate to the employer that, you know, I'm writing this for you. I have an interest in working for you specifically. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm a fit not just because of my skill, but in the culture of this workplace. Exactly. Um, and so if you're applying to a lot of similar fields, your cover letters might sound really similar, but that's where you want to make sure you're looking at that mission statement and those values and those keywords and bringing them into the cover letter because you're demonstrating to the employer, I'm willing to take the time to write this specifically for you. I care about this job and I would like to have this job. And mm-hmm. so you're kind of showing that dedication and the initiative too that you're willing to to sit down and write a sometimes painful document. And what what sort of support does the Career Center offer to alumni who might want help with their cover letters? Yeah, so we have one-on-one advising appointments that we can do. Um, and so that's an hour-long appointment. Usually you'll do both your resume and cover letter, but you can choose to just do one or the other. Um, and so that's where an advisor will sit down with you and, and go through your cover letter and really start to try to hone in on, on what needs to be improved and what are some of the strengths. Um, and usually if you send in a job posting as well, we can kind of help you to tailor it specifically to that job. Um, and so that's kind of one of our biggest services that we give for or do for alumni. Um, we also have a series of workshops and presentations that we do throughout the year that alumni are welcome to attend where we talk about what are the basic structures of a cover letter and, and how do you actually start to write one. So before we wrap up, can you just summarize what the structure of a cover letter should be? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so usually at the very top of your page, and it's going to be one page maximum, um, but at the top of the page, you'll have uh, your demographic, or sorry, your information. Um, so your name, your email address, your phone number, your address if you're comfortable including it. Um, and then there'll be a line space and you'll include the date and then another line space. And if you have it, you'll include the employer's information. So their their name, job title, company or um, information like address. Um, sometimes that's not available and that's okay. And then you'll have a line that's either addressed to the person. Um, and if you're addressing it to the person, I always do the full name. So like Dear Emily Marriott, not Dear Ms. Marriott, just because it's easy to mix up the honorariums. Um, and if you don't have the person's name, you'll do Dear Hiring Manager. And then your first paragraph is what the job is and where you heard about it. And then you'll usually have about two to three middle paragraphs, depending on space. Uh, and those will be covering your skills and your experience and getting to those specific examples. And then you'll have your final paragraph, which is just thanking the employer for their time and stating how they can contact you. And then you'll do sincerely and sign off with your name. Mm-hmm. And obviously these can change based on the the job you're applying for because you're always tailoring it. Exactly. But that, in general, that's in a In general, good that's the structure that you'll be usually following. Emily, thanks so much. It was awesome. a lot of fun. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for listening to this What the Job mini episode. Special thanks to the fine folks at the U of A Career Center for coming on the show. And a reminder that if you are a U of A student, staff, or alumni, 
The Career Center is your source for career and employment information and expertise. You can reach out to them about career advice, job postings, job shadowing. If it has anything to do with careers, you can learn more about it at the Career Center. Check them out at uab.ca slash cc. That's uab.ca slash cc. That's it for this episode. For What the Job, I'm Matt Ray. See you next time.